I built a foundation of understanding business. I built a foundation mm -hmm. of not just being the consultant that would come in and say things because theory said that, but I've actually lived it and been able to come through it. And, and so the entrepreneurship, we talked about the entrepreneurial journey, entrepreneurial journey actually was woven throughout me having a job and then, and consulting at the same time, my family and, and my relationships, I need to carve out some time for my health. Um, that includes rest. That includes getting away, uh, doing a getaway, right? So, um, one of the things that I advise is that you put a long weekend on your calendar every few months and you get yourself away just to allow your head to clear. And that means putting down your technology. And yes, I have two phones. So you're going to put down the tech. Hey, this is Ahmad and you are listening to a Think Ultimate podcast. Today, we have Dr. Wayne Pernell with us. Dr. Wayne, known as the Exponential Success Coach, is also a highly sought speaker and international best-selling author of multiple publications, blogger, and podcast host of One Sharp Sword. He holds a doctorate in clinical psychology and has over three decades of experience in helping accomplished leaders to do the things they have put off for years without giving up the success that got them there. Dr. Pernell is the founder and president of Dynamic Leader Incorporation. He is a member of the Forbes Business Council, a two-time TEDx speaker, has been featured in the television series Speak Up and is regularly seen on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, and the CW, as well as heard on radio and podcasts around the world. And there's a lot more, but if we speak about that, it's going to be another day. So let's welcome our today's guest, Dr. Wayne Pernell. Dr. Wayne, welcome to the show. Uh, it's an amazing day to be here, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. It's an yes. amazing and honor to have you on the show because there was such a long bio. If I would have read it, then two or three hours would have gone by already. <laughs> well, I realized that it says that, uh, uh, you know, I have over three decades at this point, it's pushing yes. four decades <laughs> since I got into doing what I do. And it sounds really it even sounds strange to me to say that I have over, like, I started when I was a baby. No, I, uh, I started in my early twenties and basically just built. And I think we'll talk a little bit about that journey and what it means, you know, and, and did I know I'd get here? Not really. So yeah, love to share some of that with you. So let's get on to that amazing and really interesting stuff. So before getting on to that, so Dr. Wade, tell us something really, really interesting about yourself that most people don't know. Something interesting about me that most people don't know is um, that I cut my wife into three pieces. Oh. <laughs> and, and what's interesting about that is I used to be a performing magician. So, okay. so my wife and I would perform together. Um, I would, you know, work my job during the week and then I'd come home. And then on Friday and Saturdays, uh, my wife and I would go and hit the, uh, hit the stages doing, doing magic. And there was this beautiful illusion where I would put, uh, blades right mm -hmm. through her and Got it. pull her middle out. And 
um it's it was uh it is surprising right to to hear me say you know i cut my wife into thirds but it was uh we do it regularly on stage and um oh, it was so much fun it was just so much fun okay it was a, mag- a magical act right <laughs> yes it was a magic <laughs> act real. right yes no i didn't there's not a <laughs> chipper shredder in the backyard or anything no it was it was a, it was magic we used to do it on stage performing magic illusions all the time got it okay so when you said it like uh, it sounded like jeffrey dahmer type of stuff <laughs> <laughs> right well it's a little surprising but right so but that's that's the whole thing you ask for something that most people don't know and it's a little <laughs> it's like you Absolutely. wouldn't hear that every day right you don't hear exactly. hey i put my wife into thirds every day um absolutely so that so was a great hook that was a great hook for the people as well to get yes. them going on further there awesome. you go so dr so Bain, my work you, you know yes I, it's just that's who I am you know I take myself not very seriously I do take the work that I do really seriously and um uh, you know the work I do is leadership development you know my mm-hmm. my uh my doctorate's in clinical psychology I just for the sake of the of the story about magic I got into magic when I was eight years old and realized that you know what people see is different from perhaps the reality. And um yes. my last TED talk actually has 2 million over 2 million views on it and it talks about how we perceive certain things and what what bias do we bring to any particular situation. So all of that is woven into kind of who I am and how I am. Um I'm a little playful but also I've got a lot to bring and um happy to happy to dive in with with some of that too absolutely so dr vin uh let's talk about how did you catch the entrepreneurial bug how did you get into entrepreneurship for the first time uh how did i get to entrepreneurship say it one more time sorry entrepreneurship like uh, entrepreneurship yeah. thank you very much i am uh, i'm i'm listening slower than i'm uh, than i'm speaking so i got you um uh, how did i get into entrepreneurship it's an interesting story actually i uh <laughs> i was a child and my uh, we grew nectarines we grew fruit and my my parents my dad especially said look you can get you can sell this fruit if you wanted um you know a nectarine would be 3 cents and this is you have to wind the clock back many decades so that 3 american pennies mm-hmm. was like a lot to a child um 3 cents each or 2 for 5 cents and and so i would take a little basket and go to my neighbors and say they're 3 cents each or 2 for 5 cents and people would buy four and I'd come back with a dime and uh like that was entrepreneurship to recognize that if I could sell the things that we had grown uh and I came back with a pocket full of change that meant that as a kid I could get the things I wanted that was kind of fun um so it was a great lesson way back way back and uh and you know i i parlayed that but i didn't want to go into business necessarily i 
I actually thought that I was going to be a psychologist. I, in the seventh grade, right, I was around 12 years old, and um, we had a career explorations day. We had people come and tell us, um, mm -hmm. like, this is what a fireman does. This is what a nurse does. This is what, uh, you know, a, 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 an attorney does, a barrister. And, um, and then there was this guy that showed up and he was talking about how he helped people by talking with them. And I thought, I've got people talking with me all the time. And it seems like they just tell me things. And it, it just seemed like the right path. I felt pulled. And at, mm -hmm. at that point, at seventh grade, I, I pretty much knew I wanted to go into psychology. Uh, what I didn't know was where that would take me because I started to open to different things. Um, in fact, I went through high school, uh, I went through college, I went through, uh, got my master's and my doctorate in clinical psychology. And shortly after I got my doctorate, I, um, I realized that wasn't what I wanted to do uh, necessarily. My eyes were open to something else. I, uh, mm -hmm. I got a call from a guy I was doing, I was doing couples work. It was great. I was doing couples therapy and this guy calls me and he says, Hey, you helped me and my wife. And I'm like, Oh, that's, that's a great call. I'm so glad. And he said, um, uh, that's not why I'm calling. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, oh. it's like you helped me and my wife, but I'm really calling because that thing you did with us, that thing you did with me and my wife, can you do that with me and my vice president? And I hadn't realized mm -hmm. really in working with them that this man was the president of a big organization in South San Francisco. And so okay. I started going to their office and doing work on communication. Like, what is couples therapy? It's about how do you communicate better? How do you get on the same page? How do you, uh, how do you um, work together if there are arguments? What are your working agreements? Um, do you know what each other's values are? And then do you have a vision for the future? And then it's back to communication. How do you communicate mm -hmm. your vision for the future to the rest of the organization? And so I began developing uh, values, vision, vitality. And uh, the, the work I do with exponential success is all about those three Vs. What are your values? And, and a lot of people can't even identify them. What's your vision? And can you step into that? Like, and can you communicate it? Because if you have values and you have vision and nobody else knows, then you basically have a hallucination that nobody else can see. And so you've got to communicate what it is. And then the vitality, which is who are you? How do you show up in that? How do you show up big and bold in that space uh, of what you believe? <laughs> Absolutely. What happened was, excuse me, I, I began working with uh, the, the line staff because they showed up and said, we're so glad you're here. They, pointing to the top floor, are talking better together. And they are telling us what they expect, not only of themselves, but of us. And we know how to do our jobs better because you're here.
and I'd never worked with them. So I started working with them, middle management and senior management and doing what became organization development, building culture within an organization. That put me on a path of true entrepreneurship because uh, I came away from traditional psychology. I started focusing on not, you know, where are you stuck? And let's begin with your mother and your father. And, yes. <laughs> it, and, and right. And turned it into what are your strengths? How do you communicate those strengths? How do you live into those strengths? How do we leverage those strengths in a way that other people go, oh, I like what I see and I want to follow that. I like that so much. I want to be a part of that. And the strengths are, can you have your values build a vision so that other people can see it? And that's that's huge. So I began working with major companies, uh, started my own company, Dynamic Leader. Uh, and I began working with organizational leaders uh, and helping them to do some strategic work. I took on some uh, traditional roles in inside organizations i became the director of whole of uh human resources for whole foods market the local uh region northern pacific region did that for some time i worked with AAA for some time um i'd consulted with major financial groups attorney groups um and and i even became the uh the director of a locked psychiatric facility. Now this was a big deal because that was, I had 120 staff members for me, uh, under me and 12 department heads. And we had to do some negotiation as well with the, with all of the team members. So I built a, uh, I built a foundation of understanding business. I built a foundation mm -hmm. of, um, not just being the consultant that would come in and say things because theory said that, but I've actually lived it and been able to come through it. And, and so the entrepreneurship, we talked about the entrepreneurial journey, entrepreneurial journey actually was woven throughout me having a job and then, and mm -hmm. consulting at the same time. So it the other piece of this, and I do want to to bring this up, is because a lot of people are are afraid to make the entrepreneurial leap. Um, I kept the job, job job, because I had started a family and I was really interested in stability. But it didn't stop me from building my own business along the way, and doing consulting and doing, uh, you know, I'd take vacation time if i needed it i would take uh weekends i would um you know i began writing books that's not an accident right that's a yes. i chose to spend certain amount of time and because you know i uh, that requires a, a negotiation of time and focus with the family or away from the family to be able to do that so all of that is woven together and and um it all needs to be um, calendared, actually. <laughs> You're the only one in control of your calendar. And so you need exactly. to negotiate that with your partner. 
you need to negotiate that with yourself and you need to stick to uh, your commitments to yourself to grow your business the way you you want to. Absolutely. So getting into it was just a coincidence. But after that, building it was just all hard work and uh, taking no days off and just keeping uh, being resilient. Well, I think I think it's important to build in days off. You know, we we often think yes. about, you know, we, you know, it's all go. And and there is an old joke that says, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, I only work two times during the day. And that is daytime and nighttime. Nighttime. Um, <laughs> right. It's like, no, you know what? Um, if it's all go, you've got nothing left to give. And so really, I think this is an important thing for anyone starting out on the entrepreneurial journey is to recognize that you do need time for rejuvenation. You do need time to restore yourself. If you're on, if you're running on fumes, all you're doing is being a martyr. If you're running so low on, on energy and fuel, uh, because you choose not to sleep, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Um, it's actually kind of stupid. You know, you're just, you're not proving anything um, and you're probably not giving your best. And so you've got to be able to recognize that there's not, there's not such a thing as work-life balance. There's life. There's exactly. life, right? And so what do you want to put into your life? Well, I want to work a little bit on building my business. I want to uh, be good in the job that I have. And oh, by the way, my family and my relationships matter to me. Yes, all of that. And oh, as I build my business, I want to carve out some time to do some writing. Um, my family and, and my relationships, I need to carve out some time for my health. Um, that includes rest. That includes getting away, uh, doing a getaway, right? So um, one of the things that I advise is that you put uh, a, a long weekend on your calendar every few months and you get yourself away just to allow your head to clear. And that means putting down your technology and yes, I have two phones. So you're going to put down the tech and really just focus on what's in front of you right just like let it all go and just be present that's going to help rejuvenate you absolutely that will bring more creativity as well as you can think more ideas rather than absolutely. spending time on your phone scrolling around that is just consuming your time as well as taking your energy out exactly exactly uh because you know we're busy being busy but are we busy being productive? And um, and what would happen if we weren't busy being busy? Could we relax enough to go, okay, I'm devoting a certain amount of time to this. I'm actually putting on my calendar uh, time to exercise, time to rest, time to uh, refuel, um, time for reach out to the friends and family members that I haven't talked to in a while. Are we able to do that? Can you put that on your calendar? Because, you know, if you want to look at, remember that I start in, in exponential success. I start with values, vision, and, and uh, vitality. And the values, like, I know what you value if you show me your calendar 
and you show me your credit card bills. Where do you spend your time? Yes. Where do you and spend, do you your, spend money? your money? Right? So your values show up there. Where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? And you can't say, well, I value, uh, I value my relationships. If that's not actually something that you're putting on your calendar, if you're not actually devoting time to it. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, so I think that's one of the things that is a big aha when I work with executives, they're like, well, of course I value, you know, my, my relationships. It's like, show me the last time you actually did something there. Show me your calendar. Where have you, where have you put something on it? You know? Exactly. Everything just, is important. <laughs> right now, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Hamad, is that everything seems important. And at the same time, not everything is important right now. No. And so really what's what's important about that is that you get to sequence what's important. And it doesn't mean it's in a priority. Oh, this is less important. It means that right now, this is going to be important. Right now, this is going to be important. Right now, this is going to be important. And so what's important in that moment? And what are you devoting your attention to? Time is the only commodity, the only resource we don't get to uh, renew, right? <laughs> Not in this lifetime, which is what we, it's what we have available. And so you know, you choose, you know, at the end of the day, if you're going, wow, I don't know where the day went, you haven't chosen very exactly. well. So, so look at tomorrow, look at your week, look at your month, look at your year and go, okay, by this time next year, this is where I, where I choose to be. Well, that's part of your vision. Absolutely. Then the values are what values do you need to develop to get to that place? Who do you need to become to actually enjoy the things that you said you wanted i want good relationships exactly. and i want to and i want to make a lot of money awesome put both in your calendar put devote time to both absolutely most people are just like uh, i'm going to earn a lot of money i'm gonna leave all those relationships aside and i'm going to focus on money as well so if you're not just focusing on those things right now then how are you thinking that you will be able to focus on that later that's exactly right. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, they matter and and I'll get there. It's like, no, no, you can't like someday I'll write a book. And it's like, well, at what point will I write the book? Books are written, you know, a little bit at a time. It's a word at a time, a yes. page at a time, a chapter at a time. So it's not like, oh, someday, poof. You know, I've got five got books out there. Poof, I'm a number one best-selling author. No, <laughs> it takes time. Like, you, you need to devote time to it. Um, and a lot of people have the rude awakening of, um, of their relationships falling apart. How did she not know? How did he not know? How did they not know that I cared about them? Of course I cared. That's why I was away doing all the things I was doing. Didn't they know I was working for them? I was doing all this for them. It's like, no, That's all the they knew was that you were away. You weren't present yes. even when your body was present. Well, that's not that's not building a relationship, right? Going off to 
to uh, what I call, you know, slaying the dragon. Guys go off and they slay the dragon. I'm doing this for her. It's like, well, does she even want that? No. You know what? Mostly it's the connection that's missing, right? So, um, you know, work-life balance, it's about life and what do you want to put into your life? And, you know, if you get to the place of really getting a, an understanding of what your purpose is, then you'll feel pulled instead of pushed. Um, and and that pull means that you are actually living into doing the work that you love, that you're drawn to do. And so it doesn't feel like work. And that means you get to balance that with nurturing the relationships that you also love and say you care about right so that's the balance what are you putting into your life you know and Absolutely. and really if you if if you start with what's the life i want to build what's my day look like okay you know build that the way you start Absolutely. you know the way the the way you uh you know the best time to plant a tree this is an old saying the best time to plant a tree was well, 20 yesterday. years ago. Yes. Right? That's how you get a tree. Um the best Absolutely. the next the next best time to plant a tree is now. Now. Right? Absolutely. Because you're planting that tree for tomorrow. You're planting that tree for 20 years from now. What do you want to be doing? What do you want to be enjoying and can you enjoy the process of getting there? Absolutely. So if you just cannot imagine of how you can do that, just imagine that you get a billion dollars, but you don't have any friends, any family member who you can enjoy it with. All alone, having a mansion, sitting all there alone. What can That's you do? Ex exactly right. Well, the the thing about money, what most people think about, you know, I want a million dollars. It's like, for what? Right? For what? what? Well, if you think about, if you start with, and it's it's absolutely right, Hamad, if you start with what's the life you want, not the things, mm -hmm. but what's the life you want? I want to wake up in a comfortable place uh, overlooking the mountains or overlooking the ocean. I want the smell of cardamom tea to waft through the bedroom. I want the, right. It's like, I want the feeling of the soft bed and I want to know that my partner is right there. Awesome. And then what, right. And then, well, I want to do meaningful work. Awesome. How, how specifically can you define what that looks like? And then you do, you get this picture of what you want your life to look like. And then if you sort of scroll backwards and you go, well, what does it take to get there? And actually, how much do I need to have? It's not about a million dollars or more. It's about, wow, you know what? I can actually have the lifestyle I want for much, much, much less. A million dollars exactly. is like, first of all, a million dollars doesn't go that far anymore. So saying yes. I want to be a millionaire is sort of like, you know, um, it, it's way out of reach for so many. And it's like, yeah, not that much for so many others. Right. And then, and, and that's not a marker. The marker is what do you want for your life? 
you could want simplicity. You could want a tiniest little little house on a beach somewhere that's that you know you cook over a a, a propane stove. That's simple. Okay, does that take a million dollars? No, you could want the mansion and the and the uh, you know Lamborghini. And then the question is, why? Who are you showing off for? And it's okay to want those things, um, but recognize that having the things will they in, yes. in, like, it will they make you happy? And if they do, that's great. If they make you happy, um, that's awesome. Like I happen to like to collect certain kinds of watches, for example. Do I need another watch? No, I don't need it. Does it make me happy? Yeah, because it's kind of like yes. collecting art. It's it's like art to me. It's like collecting art, um, and and so it's not a need. Um, is it an expense? Sure. Does it make me happy? Yeah. Do I go around going, look at the watch I have, and I'm not flashing it, right? I'm not holding it up specifically because <clears throat> it's about what I'm saying, not about what I'm wearing right now. So the idea is I choose to spend on certain things. Any one of you, any one of our audience members could choose to spend on certain things that give you happiness. And that too is a choice in your life, right? So it's not like, oh, once I have the mansion and the big fancy car, I've made it. It's not about that right it's about what's the life you want and what is it what do you, what does it feel like to you and then how do you build that absolutely it's a saying that we don't pay for the things we pay for the experiences and experiences are the most valuable things even if you buy the most uh, what can we say expensive car in the world you'll just uh, sit one or two times you'll have the great experience after that you'll find it boring but time goes on. As time goes by, you habituate to it. And uh, it, it becomes boring or it doesn't. I'm lucky that I chose, you know, for example, choose a car that's not going to be boring. Right? If, you, yes. if you're going to choose a car that you like, and it could be an old beat up something that just reminds you of, of uh, you know, uh, it gives you a feeling every time you get into it. Okay, that's great. Absolutely. Uh, and sometimes sometimes you get the thing and then you're bored with it because it was about the pursuit of the thing, not the thing mm. itself. And if that's exactly. true, then get rid of the, get rid of the thing and, and get another experience. And that is, by the way, the whole idea of experience. That is why I recommend that you go away uh, either by yourself or with your partner every few months that you actually put that on the calendar um, mm -hmm. because building new experiences that's very bonding right giving a gift okay hmm, the gift will they remember the yes, experience of receiving it right yes. it's just it's just a thing um but hey remember that time that we did da, 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 whatever it is oh i remember that time it was so great that's something you will have always and so be sure to build those in Absolutely. And that's the problem that lies right now. Most of the people are just 
going on making money they are just strolling on social media platform they are thinking that this is the tag that uh, you want to you have to get to become happy like you can become a millionaire multimillionaire this is the tag once you will get it you will become happy but it's they're not thinking deep down in themselves that what do they want what type of experiences they need that's exactly right we need to start there what do you want in your life what experience do you want now the um there are different things that that you need to be thinking about as an individual you know can my voice be heard can i be someone of significance in the world and so if i can talk for a few minutes about the books that i've written um i'd love to share some of the insights that come from them yes Please. okay the uh, you know, the the first book that I wrote, I call it my baby. This is my baby. It's my first book. Um, I wrote it 10 years ago. And it's called Choosing, Choosing your, power. your Power. Choosing Your Power. And you can find that. Uh, it's wherever books are sold uh, online. Um, and as long as you spell my name right, Wayne, W-A-Y-N-E, Purnell, P-E-R-N-E-L-L. Um, there's a soccer player somewhere that that has that name too anyway if you yes. look for wayne purnell or dr wayne purnell you'll find it choosing your power is about how do you stand up and really be known in the world how do you want to be known in the world how will you be um how will how will you hold your space and a, exactly. what I've noticed a lot is that people live in a space of apology. They are sorry. They're sorry. Oh, sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I'm late. Mm -hmm. Sorry, uh, I got out of the out of the elevator. Sorry that we're in the in the same uh, market and we both reach for something. Sorry. Oh, so sorry. 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 If and I'm not talking about what you're wearing. I'm talking about the apology. So, uh, yes. not, a, not a, anyway. Uh, so if you live in that place of, oh, I'm so sorry. Um, you watch people with, with that have a body language of sort of disappearing into themselves. Yes. They're not confident enough. Yes. The confidence needs to come through. Breathe, put your shoulders back um put your chest out just a little bit and instead of sorry try this thank you i've had leaders that i've worked with and they are they have so much going on that very often they are running around frantic but they're not very strong in their leadership and they'll come into a meeting and they'll go oh sorry i'm late so sorry i'm late and what's the difference between a leader and by the way, I believe each of us is a leader. So if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, you are a leader. Um, so as a leader, if you come in and you go, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm late. What does that tell the people around you? You're starting from mm -hmm. a one down position. You're starting from a place of apology and you have to climb back to a place of authority. Well, what if you came in and you said, oh, thank you for your patience. Really appreciate it. Let's get going. We have a big agenda. 
Now you've gathered your authority. You have said, I'm still in charge. I'm still in the lead and I'm ready to go. And you've been grateful versus being apologetic. So I think that is a, a big one. Also in this book, I talk about in choosing your power, I talk about relationships and I talk about uh, some of the language that we need to let go of. Um, things like why, but, and should. Those are the top three watchwords yes. that I want people to just let go of. <laughs> why Why is, is reasonable if you ask yourself why something matters yes. to you? But and And recognize that why is also very blameful. Oh, why did you do that? Or mm, why was blame. I, you know, why was I such an idiot? It's like, those aren't helpful questions, right? Why were you, why were you late? Why would you do that? Why would you, those are all blameful questions and they, they're set up to start an argument, mm. right? So instead of why, you know, and, and if you're in a family, if you're in a company, why didn't you get your report to me on time? Why, uh, why are you late? Those are all blameful. If you have a statement, make the statement. You know, I'm frustrated that you were late. I'm frustrated that I didn't get this report sooner. That's a statement. And 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 the other thing about why you choose it, you you uh, choose to turn it to a what or how question, and then you actually have a dialogue versus a blameful statement. And the dialogue is is this. Um, what would it take for you to be on time next time? How can I support you in getting this work done in an, in a more efficient way? Those are very powerful questions. Those are very important questions. So any why question turns to what or how. Okay. Um, yes. The, the top three words, why, but, and should. There's 10 in this list. The but is... is um <laughs> yes it, it negates everything that comes before it right it's like it's like well Hamad, you're wearing a black shirt but i have on a pink shirt and it almost makes it seem like my pink shirt is better than yours better than if i say yes. it that way right if i say Hamad, you have a a black shirt and i have a pink shirt um then we're talking i just changed butt to and and now it's inclusive. Yes. And now we're talking clothes, right? And it's not my, I'm better, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you give feedback to somebody, if you're giving information to somebody, you know, I really, I really like this, but I wish it had been done in this way. That's not, that's not a great that way to tell somebody yes. something that's, that's known as, as kind of a, it used to be known as a poop sandwich. It's like, I love this, but this part sucks. And, uh, and be sure to keep doing the good stuff. And it's like, no, <laughs> don't, don't give feedback in that way. Right. That, and one more thing I would love to add, uh, yeah. this, uh, but, and should all these kinds of words are taught in the schools, in the grammar section so that they uh, children can learn how to make the sentences up and they can argue. This really? is wrong at the basic level. Uh, that's amazing. So offering children options 
so that there's not a a a necessity to argue and to recognize that an argument can be won very quickly if you step in. So if you move from a but to an and, if you are always in the place of plus one, you are going to be thinking ahead plus one. Well, yes, and... And, and, you know, improvisational actors do that all the time. What's the plus one? What's the yes and? You said this and let me add to that. Versus mm-hmm. a tug of war, which is, well, yeah, but. Well, yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, but I'm right. Yeah, but I'm right. And nobody who comes to a debate is ready to listen to the other side. They only want to fight for their own. In the martial arts, if you're in a tug of war and you let go of the rope, there's no fight. If you're in a if you're in a tug of war and you actually step in, you are now taking over the other person's center and you actually have more control. So so, so the idea of yes and actually puts you in a much better place. The idea of should is about blaming. Oh, you should have been here. You should have brought green beans and not potato salad. You should have called sooner. You should have and and so all the should is you know it was fritz perls it's been he was the one who said it first in gestalt psychology in the late 1950s he was the one who said shoulds are poo and there's no reason to should all over yourself or anybody else right so uh so you know you should have you should have i can't should have called you in the future, if I know I'm running late, I will agree to call you to let you know. Um, and that's that's where you go with that. I can't should have brought you anything different, right? Um, the significance factor, I'll just talk about it briefly. The significance factor is about how do you define success? Like we used to think of success, and we talked about this a little bit, as all the things we get, the big house, the big car, the big, it's like, well, success is really often defined by other people looking at you. Wow, you're really successful. And for most people with success, we're still climbing. We still mm-hmm. see more opportunity. We still see things that that are left to be done. So it's not like we've reached this mountaintop and now we're done. It's that climb to the top of the mountain changed us and oh there's another mountain to be climbed and i got i got things to work on and so really the idea of success and significance is yes i'll keep going and i'm going to lift as i lead and that's a big thing that i that i talk about is can you lift as you lead can you not step on other people, but actually as you climb, reach back to help them come with you. And and significance is really about how many people's lives have you positively touched in a way that makes a big difference. You know, part of you doing a podcast is to touch people's lives, to give them inspirational thought. Well, can you do that every day? Can you do that when you when you uh, buy something from somebody at the local market, can you give them a smile? Can you mm. tell them that they matter? Right. Thank you. That was so important to me. Like that is really how you gain significance. You know that uh, how many lives did you touch? If you make 
one person's life better today, you've touched not just that one person, but when and but and and when they step into uh, their home, right, they'll be in a better position to help their kids or to help the people around them. So you've not just touched that one person's life. You've also touched the lives of of the person's life that they, that they touch. You might be helping, uh, uh, you know, by by being kind, you might be helping a tired mom come home to her kids and have her help them on their homework. And, and one of those kids turns out to be the one that, you know, develops some cure to something, all because mm-hmm. you helped change her mood once. Right. You never know. You never know. And so, um, you know, that kindness, that being in a place of being the beacon of bright light allows you that significance every day. Absolutely. The and other that book thing that is follow. <laughs> yes. Yes. The, the other book that I wanted to talk about is Dynamic Transitions. Dynamic Transitions. I wrote this. Um, I wrote this, I was doing some consulting with some dentists and I wrote this and and uh, one of the dentists came to me after I had done a speech on stage at the Ritz-Carlton actually. And um, one of the dentists came up to me afterwards and he said, you know, I'm going to be selling my practice soon. It's time for me to retire. But, and he, he almost was in tears. He said, but I don't know who I am if I'm not a dentist. And I, mm. I think that is so important that, you know, in our 20s, we want to be seen. Like, look at me. Look how powerful I am. Look at how I look. Um, you know, look at look at me, you know, and it's all about the selfie and how I look on, on social media and what people think about me. That's in our 20s. In our 30s, we want a little more stability. We want to feel like... Um, we have a, a kind of a stable life. We're building a foundation. We're making some money, um, might even start a family, right? In our forties, we start to look at legacy. What can we leave for the generation that we've started? What can we leave for other people? How can we make an impact in our fifties and sixties? We start to look at, uh, travel and adventure and also health begins to matter just that bit more much more because things that used to work um sometimes hurt <laughs> it's like what <laughs> when did that start to hurt it's like well remember in your 20s and your 30s when you thought you were all that um and so you know really the idea of dynamic transitions is that we are not we don't actually hold the values that we once held yes there are core values love family integrity honesty those are core values the things that i call peripheral values in our 20s look at me you know that's that doesn't stick with you forever you know in your 50s and 60s it's sort of like i really really don't care what other people think about me i really don't it's like it's you know um, like or don't like my YouTube channel, like or don't like my blog, like or don't like my podcast, my books. You know what? It's not for everybody. But if I can, and if I can help one person in their life, then That's it's for enough. that. Person. 
that's right. It's for that person. So <clears throat> dynamic transitions is about you taking inventory of your values. What did you like? What do you like? Who do you want to become? Like, what do you want in your life? And again, who do you want to become in order to have those things? Because you are not the person you were 20 years ago or five years ago or even one year last ago. week. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're not. You're not the same person as you as you were even yesterday, if you think about it. Yes. If you let yourself grow. So who do you want to become? And can you be deliberate about taking on more values, uh, more uh, living into those values? You know, oh, I want to be more loving. Oh, I want to be more giving. I want to, I want to be somebody who, who has philanthropy. I, I want to give to charity. Awesome. Start now, right? Start now. Mm -hmm. Live the life of that person now, so that when it's time, you are. It's like practicing a any kind of skill. I want to learn to play guitar. Start learning. You know, I want to play guitar. I want to be fluent. I want to be, you know, I want to be fluent in a new language. Okay, start learning now, right? And, and it's not like, oh, you know, in 20 years, I'm going to be fluent in French. It's like, uh, you don't wait for 20 years to be fluent. You start now and you build that fluency. Same exactly. thing with money. Same thing with money. Same thing with relationships. And if you're not investing in all of those, um, again, it goes back to your values, right? So exactly, yeah. it's all like constructing a house, laying bricks by bricks, adding layers and layers of production, and then making it strong. It's exactly right, and and to not be afraid to recognize that maybe that thing that you just built it actually doesn't serve you anymore tear it down and build something that now serves you even Brilliant. more greatly. Right. Absolutely. I, you know, invite people to take a look. Uh, I run a program called the exponential success summit. And, um, you know, in it, we spend a couple of days together, just focused on how do we become the thing we said we wanted to become more important mm -hmm. for most people most people don't even take time to think that way. You know, it's, it's almost like we plan our vacations with more detail than we do the next part of our lives. And so this is a, this is a time to say, okay, what do I value? Who do I want to become? And um, you don't have to come to the exponential success summit to start that thinking. Who do you want to become? Start writing. What does that mean to you? What thing or, you know, three things, what three actions can you do this week that will help you build into who you said you wanted to be? And that's, you know, if we talk about the entrepreneurial journey, it's like you said you wanted this. Now, you may not be great in all the skills that are that are required to have all of that. Cool. Who do you need around you? Because there's no such thing as the self-made man or the self-made woman. You are made by uh, making choices Fire. in who you gather around you, right? So who do you need to support you along the way? 
And what other resources might you need to have the lifestyle that you want? Start gathering them. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Vin, as everyone is dealing with some level of difficulties in the business, what are the most common difficulties you are currently facing? Uh, difficulties that I'm facing. It's that's a great question. So there, there are actually a couple of difficulties. One is, um, I said, I made a declaration, which is really for me. Um, and I encourage this in other people, you say out loud what it is you want to create. And if it makes people laugh, then you're probably on the right track because it's probably too big. And that's right. Oh, I want to, I want to create something that's, you know, really tiny and blah, blah, blah. Mm -mm. <laughs> Don't play small. You want to create something, go big. So I, uh, I have declared that I want to create the culture of caring suite. I want to create a suite of offerings uh, that, that I can bring to the corporate setting. And that is, uh, my keynote speeches, that is a book that I'm currently working on, that is the uh, workbook and the flashcards and the online courses. And and so you ask the question, what's the difficulty I'm, I'm facing? It is multi-project management and marketing. It's like, how do I get that known that this is what I want to be doing? This This is what I'm creating. And so, you know, I'm speaking with people around the world. I'm speaking with people in India. I'm speaking with people in Oxford, England. I'm speaking with people in the United States um, and and working to make this actually a global phenomenon. Um, but And that is the difficulty is how do I coordinate all these pieces and as an entrepreneur, this is something you every entrepreneur faces. I'm not going fast enough. It's not happening fast enough. It's like, mm -mm. it's happening in its time. The whole idea of fast enough is you living in this place of lack instead of abundance and to do a mindset shift so that you can go, okay, it is happening. It is coming to fruition. It might have taken a little longer. Or, you know, this piece is taking longer than that piece. Okay, it's still coming together. So don't live in this place of lack. I don't have enough. I don't, you know, it's not happening fast enough. If you use the word enough in your speaking to yourself, you're in a lack mind state. And you've got yeah. to snap out of it and go, it's happening. It's all happening. And this is the interesting part. In the last podcast, there was Justin Colby and he just gave a word for that, which is aggressively patient. You're just working for it, working for it, and then you're patient for the results. You're just working yes. for it, patient for the results. That's right. Uh, patience and gratitude, right? I'm so grateful yes. that I even get to be doing this work. I'm so grateful that I've gotten this piece done today. I'm so grateful that... Uh, I that I get today. to work with these people around the world. How amazing is that, right? So uh, patience is good. Um, recognizing that, you know, it's uh, patience to me is sort of 
almost passive. And so I'm glad that your guest used the word aggressively patient because it's not, it's not, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for things to happen. It's like, no, no, I am moving through and recognizing that things take time. It's going to take time. Yeah. Yeah. Things take time. Great. Absolutely. People are just uh, thinking about have patience, have patience, or just, sitting around waiting for it everything to happen it's not going to happen if you're just waiting that's right so manifestation happens right how do you manifest something you manifest something by getting very clear about what it is you want you manifest something by getting clear that you actually deserve that thing you do deserve it anything you can imagine anything you can imagine already exists now you have to build it because it exists and then it exists and so it's already here build it and so the the whole idea of build it means there's an action step and so you know my challenge to our audience members is one get really clear what are your values what's the vision around those values and And then once you're clear, what action step or three steps total maximum for this week, what three steps will you take? And that's the values, vision, and then the vitality. What life will you bring to these things that you said you wanted? And and it's not just, oh, I'm wishing for this. That's not manifestation. Manifestation is I'm really clear about what I want. I'm really clear that it matters to me. I'm really clear that my heart is drawn to it versus I feel like it's another should I should be doing. Um, Mm. I'm drawn to it. And if I'm drawn to it, what must I do today to fuel that, to actually give life to it? Exactly. Absolutely. Okay. So Dr. Wayne, what is your growth plan? We've talked about the difficulties. Now let's talk about the growth plan you have. Well, that is, I mean, it's its all combined, right? Uh, the whole idea of growth, I mean, for me, it's, it's global. I have a global growth plan. So, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, books, they're international. I have, you know, I, that's great. My goal is to speak on stages in India. My goal is to speak on stages uh, in uh you know the united arab emirates my goal is to speak on stages in south africa um those are places i actually have never been yet not yet so mm-hmm. that's growth to speak on stages i've spoken at oxford i've spoken uh in um in the caribbean actually and i've spoken across the united states uh again i have two ted talks one of them has two million views on it um and 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 so my growth as a speaker i actually uh have been featured in a documentary called big stages that followed me as uh a speaker who is uh growing as a human right who am i as a speaker well well, I'm growing as a human by letting go of 
what a speech is supposed to sound like. And it's like, no, you know what? More just being more authentic and being able to connect even more greatly with my audience. So my growth plan is to uh, be speaking internationally. My growth plan is to develop my culture of caring uh, suite and to bring that to fruition. Um, my growth plan is also to, uh, I'm starting a foundation. And so I'm in the very baby stages of doing that. My attorney has given me a 35 page document to read through and to start to fill out. That's a big deal. So, um, but, and all of that said, like, that's part of my values. One of my values is philanthropy. Well, I can't be mm-hmm. giving if I don't have a way to do that, right? I want to do it meaningfully. So pretty much everything I do now is is uh, done deliberately and meaningfully. And that is my growth plan is uh, to, to live into um, actually touching a billion lives. That's my goal. I want to positively, positively touch one billion lives. So let's make um, it happen. Yeah. Right. It's big and it makes you smile. It's like, yeah, why not? Let's do this thing. So excited. Like in just this short amount of time, we were able to connect really good. And we were able to talk about really various issues that will make a person uh, develop within themselves. And I'm just imagining what uh, would it be like when someone goes into the summit of two or three days. And what would the environment be like? How much things that you learn in this two or three days? Yes. Thank you for saying that. And I invite you, you know, look up exponentialsuccesssummit.com. Please look up exponentialsuccesssummit.com. Also, you know, go to my website. It's it's Wayne Purnell, waynepurnell.com. You could Google me, Dr. Wayne Purnell. You could find my uh, YouTube channel. Um, get on my blog, uh, which is kind of fun every, every Wednesday it's Wednesdays with Wayne, uh, in your email. (laughs) So, uh, you'll get, you'll get that every week. If you go to my website, you'll see all those things and you'll see, you know, the books I've written and, um, there's a ton of free material. There's a ton of things that you can do, uh, to engage with me as a, as a paying client as well. So, Please, I, I invite you to explore waynepurnell.com. I invite Absolutely. you to explore exponentialsuccesssummit.com. Everyone should. Everyone should. Okay, Thank so you. Dr. Wayne, you have written three books. And that is about the values that you provided and how one can become a better leader in themselves. So if you were to write a book purely about your story, about your success journey, how would you have named it? Uh, wow. What would I name a journey about uh, a story about my journey? Yes. Um, it's it's interesting. I think uh, you know Tom Peters in the 1980s actually has a great title to a to a book, and the book is called "In Search of Excellence." Um, and I would name my I would name my journey something along the those lines, like um, because everything I do is about up leveling other people. So how do I help up level? How do I help bring other people up and do that for myself? Like my journey is one of continuing 
um, to keep to maybe you know what maybe the title of my of of that book about my journey is actually the title of my podcast which is one sharp sword cutting through to what matters most right the whole idea of of um you know it's a sharp sword that can cut through a thousand dull knives aren't going to have the same impact as one sharp sword yes. and so maybe maybe my journey is about is maybe the book about my journey is you know it takes a lot to keep a sword a sword sharp yes and in and in good shape and um you know the idea of a katana specifically is that you never want to have to draw it you know it's you know that there is potential power but you never want to ever have to use it absolutely so that yeah. would be amazing when uh, when shall we be wait so when are you planning to uh, publish it <laughs> well that book <laughs> that book will probably be uh you know i have two books in the works currently so one of them is a uh, culture of caring the other is about listening to the whispers you've got to you've got to be able to listen to your heart and that is about the whispers of over here you know what have you put off doing what's being what is calling you so those are the two books i'm writing the uh the book about my life i don't know uh you know uh probably 30 40 years from now because i oh. got a lot of i got a lot of more living to do and i've got a lot more giving to do so yeah exactly yeah so the re the irony is the reason i paused right now uh while asking for the book because i was asking the question uh like uh, when should we be looking forward to so you told me that you shouldn't you should so that's why i, I was just paused <laughs> yes yes it's just getting uh, those words out <laughs> exactly exactly it's and you know it's sort of like for each of us to take a look at our lives and and when when do we want to create it's like now Yes. Um, when do we want to look back at our lives? You got so much time. Like, give yourself a chance. Um, you know, figure out what it is you want to do. Take those steps. You know, and Absolutely. and recognize that you know you could go at any minute. Go doing what you love, right? Go doing what you love. So, yeah, Absolutely. make every moment count. Absolutely and exactly. Okay, so Dr. Wayne, one last question. What is that one piece of advice you would give to the young entrepreneurs starting in your field? Um, I think the piece of advice has to be look at look at what you value and not what you think other people value. Because yes. what's who are you as an individual? don't i mean you can copy the path of other people that have, that have success what did they do and just recognize there's only one you and it's like look choosing your power is in many ways it's a self-help book and there have been hundreds of thousands of self-help books out there and when i first started writing it my thought was 
I don't know if anybody will read it. Like, why? Why would I write another book? Why would I? Like, there's hundreds of thousands. Why me? And that's actually the answer. That's actually the answer. Only me. Only one person could write the way that I write. That's me, right? So um, even AI can't take that over, uh, right? And even a ghostwriter can't take that over. I've written all my own books, all my own words. Um, and so to recognize that whatever it is that you really feel good about uh, as an entrepreneur, it's like this matters to you. Let it keep mattering by breathing life into it. And every day do something, even if it's, well, I have to go to work, you know, I have to support my family. Great. Every day do something that feeds or fuels life into that thing that matters to you. And only your voice, no one else has that. And the world needs that. The world needs your unique voice. So as a young entrepreneur, we need you. We need your creativity, your critical thought, your ideas. Bring it. Just bring it. Absolutely. So thanks a lot, Dr. Wayne. And it wasn't just amazing uh, session with you. And you we talked about a lot of really good things. And I hope the people who are listening to it have learned a lot of new things from you, as well as will be more uh, learning more from you after they will be following you on your social platforms, after they subscribe to your newsletter, which comes on every Wednesday. Yes, thank you. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I no longer have Twitter. That became so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't post that often on, on thread. So uh, Facebook, Instagram, but really find me on, on LinkedIn, look up my YouTube uh, channel. Mm. Um, do go to my website, Wayne Purnell, W-A-Y-N-E-P-E-R-N-E-L-L.com, Wayne Purnell.com. Um, look up exponential success summit.com and, um, you know, reach out. I'd love to hear from, from any of our any of our audience members it's it's always a pleasure to to get that that interaction absolutely absolutely your mission is to change one billion lives it's not going to be only us so it's, that's correct it will be all over you around the world that it must be global it must be global absolutely. in order to positively affect a billion lives yes right absolutely so. So guys, Great. this was Dr. Vin Pernil and uh, thanks a lot guys for watching. Keep listening, keep watching and have a great day.